Since iTunes only keeps the last 100 episodes of any show, some of our show topics that seem to help the most people are no longer available when people search on iTunes. So, in an effort to make that information available to more people, from time to time we're going to re-air some of our most popular show topics. You can also go to kickitnaturally.com and search for any topic in our search box. For now, enjoy this show that originally aired in 2014. T.C. Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Welcome to Kick It Naturally. I'm Kenna McEnroe and I'm here with T.C. Hale, author, natural health expert, producer, my boss. And sugar hander outer. And sugar hander, well, sugar taker awayer. Oh, dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. That doesn't sound that friendly. It's not very nice. Let's listen to you cry. Yeah. Do I'm it. Crying cry. On the <laughs> Actually, I'm crying on the outside. She can cry on cue. It's not a big mm-hmm. deal. I'm an actress. Uh-huh. Act it up. Yeah. So, uh, to my left, you can't see it, but I have Hottie Patati Schmidt here today, Will. I'm just going by my last name yeah, now, like Yeah, you're school. just Schmidt. <laughs> What's up, Schmidt? What's yeah. up? <laughs> like, have you seen that movie, What, uh, what About Schmidt? Uh, I haven't seen that. Oh, you gotta see it. Kathy it Bates gets totally naked in it. Really? Just so you want to right. in the hot tub. All right, so today we have a topic that all you women, myself included, and, and there's a couple of men out there, I've noticed. Um, what's up with cellulite? Yeah, what's up with cellulite? Yeah, cellulite, you're pissing me off is actually the topic. So we'll thing. be taking your calls to find out what is the deal with cellulite. Yeah. And uh, go ahead and call in now. Yeah, we, we've got our phone <laughs> Nobody, line set up. They're ringing off the wall. Nobody's calling, so uh, I guess we'll just make up stuff ourselves. I wonder ourselves. how many of those panels were actually like real blinking lights, or they were all just like, you know, props with like red... Like and people that call in from pretend, the radio station yeah, and right. change their name. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really have any phones if you're if you're trying to dial right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no phones here. And plus you'll be dialing into the future, which right. will be the past by the time you hear it. It's, right. It's trippy. So um okay, if you have not liked us on Facebook, you're like the only person in America who hasn't. So go ahead, stop whatever you're doing, go to kick it in the nuts, like us. That's where we post all our show topics and, and um questions that you want to ask you can ask or you can even give us some ideas for show topics because we're running out yeah mm-hmm. we're done next week is legos i really <laughs> like legos Maybe we can do some cuticles we'd, or... we'd love to keep it health related so if you throw yeah. us a bone but okay. if not the space legos on the new star wars <laughs> uh-huh. series is a lot of fun yeah. we'll probably just cover that <laughs> so the cellulite okay we'll what talk about hell? it Let's, why? Let's, let's talk about it. Why, why do we got to have it? Why don't we get right into questions? Um, because I, I think that uh, this is a lot. This is one of those topics to where, like, if, if you do you know what tinnitus is, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but it's like a ringing in the ears. So you play tennis? Yeah. No, you? not oh. okay. tendinitis. No. Tinnitus is uh, uh, ringing in the ears. Um, and. Uh, what I see a lot with that is that when people come to me for help and we fix it's a got few bells things, in their ears. yeah, they do. They have bells mm-hmm. in their ears. But if we fix a few things, it just kind of stops. And the main thing that we fix is digestion when this happens. And I've seen this six or seven times, and I have no idea why it, it helps it. I have no idea why, after someone's had this ringing for years, that it will just stop. 
And when we get into cellulite, it's going to be similar <laughs> because there's some things that we're going to explain. There's some theories that we're going to explain and we're going to explain some things that we see people do when it improves. But I really, I have no idea really why, why it improves because some of the things that make sense to me sometimes don't. Mm -hmm. That's just how I feel about it. Mm. But I, I think that some things, you, some bells are going to go off. In your ear. In your and ear. And you'll think it's tennis. You'll it's have really tennis, just a yeah. good idea. Right. Okay, so <laughs> let's just go right into questions and we'll kind of talk about that. Alicia, cellulite is a bumpy road for us women. Ah, good one, Alicia. Meg, where does it come from? I say hell. Peggy, Honolulu, Hawaii. Why don't men have to deal with this? I have seen a couple of men have it. It seemed to upset you. It did because it's not normal or natural, in my opinion. And some men can have it. And one misconception is that most people view it as that it's an obesity thing. It's it's when you're overweight or a specific part of your body has a lot of extra but body women fat. Women have it all the time. But yeah, it's a lot of a lot of skinny women have it all the time. And we talk a lot about skinny fat on the show. I think I just laugh when I see a skinny woman with cellulite. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> she got something. She got something. <laughs> you ain't fat, but yeah. you ain't got it. Yeah, so it is common when someone is, is overweight, but it's almost just as common with someone that, that is not overweight. So uh, it doesn't have to be a excess body fat situation. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit. But just to kind of introduce what we're looking at when we see cellulite, um, what happens is... There's this, there's these fibrous cords or bands. This is going to be hard to explain on the radio, but we're just going to pretend. Um, but there's these bands that go between um, muscle and skin. So if you look at, you know, like right under your epidermis, which is the outer part, is your dermis, and that's like another layer of your skin. And then under that are like layers of fat, and then below that are muscles and stuff. So connecting from the muscle up to that uh, layer of your skin is like this little cord. So think of it like you're looking into a jail cell, like somebody's in jail, um, and the floor is like muscle, and the bars that keep them in that jail cell are the, are the bands, are the cords, and then the roof is your skin. So if you picture it like that, in this jail cell that we're talking about, you would have, I don't know, a bunch of beach balls or something that would represent fat. Um, and that layer of fat should be there, and we all have that there. Uh, but what happens is if, if there's excess fat in there, it can, like, push on the ceiling. If you had all these beach balls in there, you would push on the ceiling, but everywhere where there was a bar, that ceiling would be a little bit lower because it's still connected to that bar. And then all around that bar, the beach balls will be pushing up. And that kind of creates that dimpling visual effect where it looks like the skin of an orange or people, you know, there's cottage cheese, you know, whatever they say. Um, there's a dimpling effect that goes on. And that's kind of what creates it is the excess fat pushing up when the fibrous bands are kind of pulling down. Um, so we'll get into some kind of ins and outs of what's going on when that happens, but that's kind of like a visual to understand, okay, why does it dimple up and why isn't it just smooth fat? 
And most men don't have it because they don't have the fat that women have, because women have more fat on their bodies. Well, one thing is that that layer, actually both layers of the skin uh, with men tend to be thicker, both the epidermis and the dermis. And so if you think about the ceiling of that jail cell, I don't know why I'm doing jail cells so much. It could be an office, like an office space. I feel like I'm in jail here. (laughs) (laughs) So... um, but if that if that layer was thicker and uh, you know stronger, then it would be harder to push it up, so to speak. So Actors that dimpling. typically have a thicker layer of skin because right. they have to. Because they have to, for, so since you get rejected mm-hmm. so much. So you'd think that that would wipe out cellulite. cellulite in the industry, but... Mm, no, it just wipes out the it. actors that can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. They just become plumbers. Okay, so... So that's one reason that a lot of people believe that a lot of guys don't deal with it uh, is just because the places where cellulite shows up the most, the skin there tends to be thicker, which it makes sense that it, not that it's just unfair or something that guys' skin is thicker, but you know, there's different things in the body from men to women. We have different parts. You probably knew yeah, about that. Yeah. But what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> but um, there's. There's also things that have to do with reproductive systems for Hormones, females. Hormones, estrogen, oh, or anything you know, like stuff that. like that could play. But it, you know, like women have fat around organs that you know men don't have. It's like this protective layer that you know. So there's things in male and female bodies that are just different, and this is just one of those things that happens. There wasn't a meeting about it where they decided. Why do men have it all great and women have it all poopy? I don't get it. Because we're men, and that's what we we were hoping that it would go that it's way. It's a man's world. Yeah, it's a man's <laughs> world. Didn't you but hear Patricia Arquette? One thing that's fun is that you know people didn't know this before, but we generally know now that as a gender, guys are kind of dumber. Yeah, <laughs> it's just right. it's just turning yeah. out to be that way. We didn't think that was the case for a long time, but it just They're turns stronger out physically, but dumber, but kind of dumb, and I'm I'm fine with that. We can also look at like the not just whether you're a guy or a girl, but also just hormones in general. And the hormones that tend to be more abundant in females, like estrogen, can also be overly abundant in a male. Mm-hmm. And you'll see like men with man boobs. Right. For example, like really bodybuilders heavy. who take steroids and they don't do it right where like the testosterone goes through aromatase and turns into estrogen and they develop adipose tissue in, tip, in stereotypically female deposits like man boobs and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So we can see that occur not just from being female, but from like the hormones that typically are associated with being a female, which can happen to a male. But that also empowers you if you start to look at like, all right, the different things that you can do to sort of um, balance your hormones as a woman and minimize the stresses of estrogen and insulin and things like that to help preserve your cellular integrity. Because those, those female hormones are they're oftentimes misunderstood. And, and one of our favorite thinkers, Ray Pete, says a lot about this, about estrogen being misunderstood. Is It's not just like a good female hormone that just needs to be there when you're, when you're very womanly. You're just, he, he recategorizes 
categorizes estrogen as a stress hormone that your body releases for tactical purposes. But there's a lot of things in our diet and our environment. Like sugar, probably. Sugar's one, but also like the imbalance of amino acids we get in our diet, like not enough glycine and too much tryptophan can elevate things like the stress hormones like serotonin and estrogen and cause degradation to the integrity of the collagen making up our skin. So we can see like at the cellular level the impact of that deformity and weakness of collagen coming from energy deprivation and not having um, available fuel and and uh, cellular integrity because of the stress hormones that are overly active. So let's dig into that a little bit before we do other questions because that's, that's going to be the big point here is the whole collagen situation in our skin. So we have to look at two factors when we're digging into this because number one, okay, so we've established that women get cellulite more than men because their skin is thicker. But that in itself can vary greatly from woman to woman for a lot of different reasons. And one of those reasons could be that the lack of consuming foods that contain collagen or the ability to digest those foods and break those down into usable nutrients that contain collagen. Yeah. Talk, say words about words that, about that. <laughs> Yeah. So in our, in our modern diet, we have, especially in America, have very few foods that are rich in the amino acids that help us make healthy collagen. So we don't eat a lot of bone broth soups. So we don't eat a lot of like weird animal parts like chicken feet and fish head and that kind of thing. We, we don't do that. And instead, we have mostly like flesh proteins or weird plant proteins that we think are healthy. Right. So we're super, super deficient in the most needed amino acids in our body, which the most important one being glycine, which makes up most of collagen, which makes up most of your body as far as proteins are concerned. So when we don't have nearly as much glycine, we're still eating protein, but we're usually eating it from like, if you're eating a lot of like flesh foods, then you're usually getting a lot of tryptophan and cysteine, which promote estrogen, which promotes the stress situation and weakens the collagen or you're eating a lot of plant foods that are almost completely deficient of glycine right because you know veganism vegetarianism it's very popular now like you know you see movies like forks over knives or something which were actually it was actually sponsored by an organization um named uh let's have cellulite because (laughs) (laughs) but you know so we were we're taught that Oh, you have to stop eating animal animal foods, and it's just killing you. And you have to be a vegan, and so everybody switched over. And and uh, oops, you know. And I was one of those people that switched over. Will was one of those people yeah. that switched over until we found out that we were in the wrong camp, and we snuck out very very quietly. Yeah. Um, but it, it's important to get those nutrients. And you know, hundred years ago, when there was an animal that was cooked, they. They took off the parts they were going to eat, but then they put everything else in that big pot and they made that soup and they cooked it for a couple of days and it pulls all of those, you know, that gelatin and all the collagen, all that good stuff, all those cofactor amino acids that are found in those animal proteins. And by pulling it into a soup like that, it makes it very easy to assimilate. So even if someone doesn't have great digestion, they could get all of those when it was leftover Thursday and you were eating that soup that had all the carcass in it. Yeah. We don't do cool soups anymore. No. 
And if you're a woman with Now soup is like alphabet soup. That's, that's all you get is like carbohydrate noodles in the, in the shape like letter C. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I think it's really helpful to target aesthetic motivations for people because this, this can help them get out of the, like the band camp of like a vegan or vegetarian diet. It's like, well, I'm Work re- on their vanity. You know, <laughs> right, right. You know, really, want to be prettier. I'm really to not killing those, but I hate cellulite even more than that. So, but, mm-hmm. but for overall health reasons, we... we I have rarely, rarely, maybe once in one person's chemistry that um, I helped look at saw a healthy long-term vegan. Like most of them are very deficient in nitrogen, and and yes, it's true you can get all the different amino acids from combinations of plant proteins, but no, it's not true that you can get them in the ideal ratios. You can't. You can't do that in the right. world. And it's not something that just a B12 shot can fix. There's cofactors and other things in there that are that are important. And anytime we talk, anytime we mention the word vegan, I like to suggest, hey, listen to our episode on on vegan and vegetarian stuff because um, we do point out the benefits that people experience when they switch over and and why things can go better initially, and then what can happen later on. And we explain why people never think, oh, it's because I was on a vegan diet, because the first couple of weeks they felt better. And, and we explain all that stuff, and we explain the mistakes that we made when we did that. So don't just think that we're bashing something just for fun, even though it's it's a little bit fun. It's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> but listen to that episode, uh, especially if you are a vegan, and, and we talk about the fact that if you're vegan because of ethical or religious reasons or something like that, we, we don't want you to switch over because that's a whole other, you know, if you so keep your cellulite, and, yeah, just, just and, be and happy your conscience. with it and be fine. I mean, but um, even if you are committed, there's things you could learn to do with supplementation, like taking glycine that you could help in some ways. Yeah, and even like if you are, I mean, like you're not killing a baby, an egg. You know what I mean? Well, I don't. Then you, I, it's a whole. That's a. I, I don't know. I, I think <laughs> they could have eggs. I, they get really it's impassioned. A whole debate, yeah. Right, they but scare me vegans. But if vegetarian. if I have a vegan who's willing to eat eggs, I'm happy, right. and I'm like, okay, that's good enough. I'm 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 fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to cellulite. Um, well, let's let's see where we look. Is it time for a commercial break? Can it I, might be. I and remember is. when we didn't have a sponsor? Well, that was silly. So now Audible.com is giving all of our listeners a free audiobook of their choice just when we say Audible.com. Audible.com. Uh, Audible.com. So now three people can get one. Yep. To find the link, go to kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook. And guess what? Kick it. Kick Your Fat in the Nuts is on audiobook now. You oh, know. and you can get it for free. You can get it for free. You can listen to it. It's not my lovely voice or Tony's. It's somebody else that we don't know. We, we've never even met him. But he did a great met. job. They're probably from India or something. You know. Is it in an Indian accent? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. I should have done that. That would have been fantastic. <laughs> like a Lakota Indian, yeah. I meant. Uh-huh. <laughs> like you're just calling tech support or something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But it's a, it's a good fancy book. That's cool. I like it. I had to read it a bunch. Uh-huh. So let's go back to another thing that Will was saying, though. Before now that we're back from our commercial break, I think is what happened. Yeah, um, I'll stop my commercial voice now. Yeah. So one of the problems is that if a person's not getting enough collagen into the system and all those cofactors that the body needs to build that skin so that it can be strong and, and vigorous, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, but another issue is that 
when someone's not bringing in enough nutrients, maybe their digestion is not fully breaking food down into nutrients, or the food that they're eating is piss poor and doesn't contain much nutrients, either of those issues, what will happen is the body will still need those nutrients and it will start to shop from you. Like you're the 7-Eleven that your body is shopping from and it will break down tissue in order to pull nutrients out that are needed for all kinds of other functions. Yeah. So it's different for every person where the body decides to pull tissue out of. Like when the body needs protein, it pulls it out of the lungs a lot of times. Um, but some people may have... Uh, nutrients pulled out of those skin area type tissues more than others because you know we've changed it's not you don't need to have such thick skin so much you're not tackling cougars to make dinner anymore you might get a paper cut or something but you know we don't we're not like we used to be so maybe the body has adapted in a good way that hey I'll take some nutrients out of here because that's not so important since the person's probably going to need their lungs yeah and there's probably a lot of other places it's drawing from as well on the inside like right. osteoporosis type symptoms could be coming from deanimation of the skeletal system for resources and that you may find that occurring also like if you're accumulating cellulite look at your your um, bone density levels and see like you may have very elevated blood calcium levels from that going on we're going to talk about that too that's going to be a big one that we kind of i really have a thing about that yeah i I think i'm fancy because i think this so we're just going to talk about it i think i have a fancy thing to say okay we'll save it but yeah you always both you both have fancy things okay okay okay. but um we also are we going to mention vitamin c Let's mention vitamin C. Vitamin C. Good job, Kenna. If you're depleted of vitamin C, which a lot of people can be because maybe they're not eating it on a regular basis, or maybe you're eating something that's depleting you of vitamin C, like too much sugar or you smoke or something like that. And it's like there's a lot of things that can make your body use up the vitamin C that it has. And that's a problem because without vitamin C, you can't form healthy collagen. And if you are dealing with cellulite, you want to do everything you can to strengthen your collagen. So you got to get a regular source of a whole food natural form of vitamin C. Like it's it's different than, say, like the emergency packets. So it's just ascorbic acid. Right. In the real world, nature made vitamin C as this complex thing that's like 12 different cofactors. And one of those things is ascorbic acid, which we use sometimes to lower urine pH, but you need the whole food form source. So you can get that from like acerola cherry or camu camu. Those are very, very high vitamin C, low sugar sources. And um, other natural like citrus fruits fruits have vitamin C also, but vitamin C is essential for the cross-linking of the collagen amino acids to occur. So without that cross-linking, the vitamin C is just mushy mesh. You can just right, punch and, through. and what happens, let's say that you're using emergency for some ignorant reason, um, or you're just using something that's just ascorbic acid to get your source of vitamin C. Mm. And, and it is important because humans are one of the only mammals that don't make their own vitamin C. Everybody else showed up at the meeting and said, we want vitamin C. Yeah, pigs and, we, and hamsters, right? They don't. Uh, guinea pigs yeah. don't, and primates, I think is what it is. Uh. Um, but yeah, everybody else said, we want to make our own. And we were like looking at something else in the corner or something because we got, we got nothing. So it's important to get in vitamin C. But if you're just taking this fractionated form, like just ascorbic acid, uh, or like an ester C type situation where it's just a fraction of it. 
Um, what happens is you take that in and your body can't use it as vitamin C unless it pulls all the other cofactors from your body. And after about two weeks or so, people usually run out of those cofactors and they're still taking this C that's not really doing anything. So we use the acerola cherries, like you were saying. Um, we use a empirical labs product called BioC, which is a whole food form of C. There's another one on the market you can get at most whole foods from uh, Garden of Life. I think it's called Living C. Um, so there's things available out there, but don't just swing by Costco and get a bucket of vitamin C um, and think that that's going to fix the problem because it won't. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty important. And, uh, you know, vitamin C is used in the body for pretty much every single repair process, which is a lot. Yeah. So it's pretty easy for people to be deficient. Yeah, especially if your body's in like a high stress state, like if you have really elevated cortisol or estrogen levels or blood sugar and triglyceride damage, you're going to be using up that vitamin C all the time to repair stuff, and pretty soon you're not going to have enough to go around to all your healthy collagen cells. Right, and stress is just one thing. I mean, somebody could be drinking tap water and bringing in all the fluoride and chlorine. And, you know, there's, there's lots of things that could come in the body that vitamin C could be mm-hmm. expended to uh, help remove safely. So those are big deals. Those the collagen stuff, uh, you know, um, the the vitamin C, so that there's building blocks to rebuild. So it kind of helps us understand why some people's layers of skin may be thinner, which cause those dimpling effect to show up more than it might in other people. Yeah. Janie from Danville, California. Why is it always on the thighs? Well, I think it is most of the time on the thighs, but believe me, I, I've noticed a little on my arms. I'll call yeah, them yeah, flaps. The old English teacher yeah, arm. Yeah, the old English teacher arm, except I'm hopefully not that old yet. But right. how do you get rid of that? Yeah. I mean, I think this points even just further at like the... The fact that it is a matter of just like tissue integrity, because when you think of it like, oh, yeah, it does occur on the arms of people. But then you think of like, like even older guys, like old men, like they've got all sorts of like sagging skin and it's lacking all that density and they're like super thin and frail. That could also look a lot like cellulite if they had just a little more flesh on their bones, you know. So. But another thing, too, is that. Uh, it is most common on thighs, hips, buttocks. Yeah. That's the most common area that you're going to see it. And I think that that's almost, that's also the place where women store fat the most. To you have know, babies. Men, and- men do more in the gut, you know, kind of area. Um, but that's a favorite spot for women to store fat. So remember that it's it's the expanding fat cells which is pushing on that skin causing the dimpling effect. So... If you remove the stored fat, you can reduce the amount of dimpling that occurs um, unless you're dealing with the skinny fat situation, which we should probably just or get into Or if you've that. lost a lot of weight. I mean, that's another thing, like sacky skin from losing a lot of weight. Sometimes mm. it goes away, sometimes it tightens up, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. So. Well, I think saggy skin is a different beast than cellulite. I think that's a... Yeah, you but know, it kind of looks like cellulite on there. I don't know, maybe it's not. Maybe, maybe one like important connection between the two, whether they're slightly different in the way you're describing the dynamics of like the whole jailhouse scenario versus like saggy skin, is both, both situations, like whether you're trying to lose a lot of weight and you've got this saggy situation or the cellulite, they both require 
um, tissue remodeling of healthy collagen, like to look good, which is the mm-hmm. goal for the you know people yeah. that are dealing with either of these issues. So in both cases, we're going to want to do as much as we can to support healthy collagen production. Of, you know, which requires the right proteins and the ability to digest them and the right micronutrients that we need to make healthy cells overall. Right. You know, I bought this thing on Amazon. I'm scared to use it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it out and I'm going to use it. It's just a little pre- roller. Just be prepared to edit. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little roller and has little needles all in it. And you roll it on your skin and it makes tiny little abrasions, which causes the collagen and stuff to have more of a production and to heal the skin. And people so you're almost like it, stressing the skin so that it rebuilds. Yeah, so that it correctly. rebuilds and stuff. So with that, because it's supposed to help with like stretch marks, cellulite, saggy skin, loose skin, wrinkles. I mean, it's supposed to pretty much help everything. So I'm going to do my whole body. You're just going to roll on this pin. You're going to roll on a pinball? Like covered in sores, blood. You know? It's like home acupuncture. Yeah, I mean, and then they're just tiny, tiny little bitty needles. And the thing about it is like you have to really, of course, like soak it in alcohol because then you could get like infections in your skin yeah. so that wouldn't be good it sounds like a lot of fun yeah just, yeah did you happen to read any of the reviews on amazon I did, and a friend did it and his skin looked amazing and he said well i'm using this like all the reviews are just like yeah. call 911 yeah exactly and and you do see people online because i youtubed it where people go insane and they start you know doing it until their skin is just bleeding oh my but God. i wouldn't do it to that level and i did buy numbing cream too Sweet. And I plan on drinking wow. a bottle of Jack Daniels when I do. <laughs> so to to bring some science into this for just a moment, um, you do see a lot of other people using like coffee grounds and scrubbing, you know, the loofah yeah. kind of things and stuff like Exfoliating. that. Exfoliating. And uh, I'm fine with that as uh, if something that you want to do. But I think the reason that everybody doesn't see success with that is because if you're not fixing what's going on from the inside you're just irritating the skin and it still doesn't have the ability to rebuild correctly. Yeah, I think aesthetically it could look better for a moment because of all the inflammation. Yeah, you get nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. It's I, I think, swell I, off yeah, I think it's not just like the saggy collagen. Now you have extra edema from the from puncture wounds. Like, <laughs> and that, I do really think that that's what's happening. You're going to have inflammation that's going to make it look smoother in this puffy, irritated, damaged way. But when your body heals, well, hopefully it'll heal. It'll have more color, too. Yeah, it'll be really right. red. But mm. if you just keep doing it, I guess you could stay inflamed. But I just don't think that's like, that's not going to bring health to the area you know i well if you're like he was saying if you're working on everything the inside out and that in i'm fine with you doing that on top of of everything else right right. once do once yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, not coming in all bloody um scabbed over yeah so that's kind of the thighs thing and i know that you know women get very upset about this because let's go to the skinny fat thing a little bit because women do all this work to to lose weight, but then they still have cellulite, so they're like, okay, I'm going to be furious now. Mm. So uh, let's talk a little bit about this skinny fat situation. That, There's a skinny fat girl on here. Oh, uh, yeah? Should I read her? Yeah, read, read her. Paige from Burleson, Texas. Woohoo and help are my comments. I am that skinny fat person you talk about. So we do get callers during the show, because she did hear us. That's really great, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. So when we look at this situation, uh, someone can be skinny, but still have tissue that is not built correctly. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of been mined away at kind of stuff so that they're just kind of gush. Yeah. 
Talk about gush, Will. Gush. So yeah, I, I think like we we can see this in a sort of not only like in a catabolic person, but like we mentioned earlier in, in that person who might be experiencing things like osteoporosis or the process of osteoporosis mm-hmm. generating. And what's off a lot of the time in these people's chemistry is the way that their body is making energy is not efficient and they end up producing a lot more free radical damage that goes along with the dirty way that they're making energy. So along with the calcium that's being pulled into the bloodstream, they're getting a lot of free radical damage and lactic acid accumulation because their their mitochondria, their cells are not really making energy in a clean, efficient way. And with that, we'll see a lot of like changes in collagen fibers that will start to occur from these they're called cations like if there's excess calcium in the blood these cations can damage the way and the structure of the collagen and stimulate genes in the collagen to change configuration actually change shape and we see that in osteoarthritis and in uh, cataracts that occurs that kind of free radical damage is is known and there's a lot of studies that show that collagen will actually change shape due to that that oxidation damage. Right. And some people do have the theory of that, the bands have just become too taut. Like they don't, you know, because they're supposed to uh, flex flexible, it's supposed to be flexible kind of moving about type of stuff. And some of them uh, don't have that ability. So where the skin used to be able to expand a little bit, uh, it's kind of creating some of those dimples. So that's one theory that's out there that, that could make some sense. Um, but yeah, even if someone doesn't have excess fat pushing the skin out, um, it's almost like the muscle has atrophied and all of the connective tissue in there has uh, kind of changed its formation due to its loss of a lot of its structure, mm-hmm. its structural compounds. So it kind of goes back to the person needs the resources to make that skin healthy, rebuilt, smooth skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and looking at like the way, not only having the nutrients to build the body, but also to create energy in a clean way is really important for that because without the cell's ready supply of sufficient energy, not only will they not function right, but they also can't maintain their form as effectively. And we've seen like it takes energy for the cells to maintain their own structure and integrity. So we can see a sort of a collapse and change in the collagen matrix, like the way the collagen's all bound together and, and the individual cells with the collagen themselves. And part of that can look at like a collapse and failure of energy supply to maintain their form. And then another part of it could be looked at like uh, gene activation change in the collagen to uh, try to configure itself in a way that it can endure, endure the stresses of the situation more, like a callus on your hand. Like there's stress causing the skin to like be abrased so it'll form a denser like collagen matrix. Right. You know? Ooh. So to get calloused all over your in body. a way, a little micro calluses. You look at that, or like the collapse of the collagen due to energy deficiency. Yeah, and the other thing about cellulite is that I can almost guarantee that it's not caused by the exact same situation in each person. There can be a variation of these things from person to person, and that's why some cellulite looks different than other types. So I don't think that there is one answer that's going to fit every single person. Just all of these things are options that could be contributing to it. Lisa, is there truly a way to get rid of it? Lisa, weren't you listening? 
We've been talking about collagen. She must not have just called in. Yeah, she just called in. (laughs) Yeah, and and so what we see a lot is just that once someone has fixed digestion, they start to, oh, I shouldn't eat a Zagnut bar for lunch every day. And they start to put in real food, and now they can break it down and pull real nutrients out of it. That as they do this and they lose weight, that a lot of times the cellulite seems to smooth out quite a bit. And not just from the loss of weight, but it seems like their skin seems to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in more ways than just cellulite, especially if you fix bile flow and the body can start to get rid of filth, people really see a lot of improvements with their skin. Mm. Hmm. Lisa, another Lisa. Oh, wow. Westport, Indiana. I weigh 110 and I always have. I drink plenty of water but still have cellulite. I'm baffled. I think maybe by now in the episode she might have like light shed on this issue. Mm -hmm. Because you want to think of it as like, oh, it's not just fat to lose. It's like healthy cells to build, right? Right, it is. And, you know, one step to take if you're not... Um, it's not the biggest part of the formula, I don't think, but it's such an easy step is to start doing some resistance training where you're, um, triggering the body to build new tissues. So do that along with helping your body bring in the building blocks to build new, to build new tissues. And all of a sudden, Hey, you got new tissue. Good job. Mm -hmm. You did it. Yeah. Good job. (laughs) So that, that, so like resistance training, maybe uh, making and eating bone broth kind of soups or supplement with collagen. Yeah, and we'll put our recipe in the show notes and you can find it by going to kickitinthenuts.com and you hover over show and shows at the top and then you can get a, a few choices and one of them is um, episodes or show notes. And so we'll put that in the notes for that recipe because... Bone broth is easy. If you have a crock pot, you just toss in a bunch of stuff and it cooks for a day it, or so. It really is easy. I, th- I was I stood off it because I thought it was going to be such an ordeal. But mm-hmm. once I got a crock pot for Christmas, it's been smooth. So. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, that's an important first step because you don't even need to fix digestion to get those nutrients because it's in liquid form. It's like the cooking did the digestion for you. So it's a great first step to do. Um So let's, I want to get into another thing here that is a theory that I have shared with a few other guys because I really see this a lot with women that are um, low blood pressure, very high urine pH. And and we teach people how to look at their own physiology in our free four-week course on digestion at kickitonthenuts.com or reading any of our books. Um, but I, I see this a lot with high urine pH and they're often dealing with a lot of those symptoms that come from low tissue calcium. So I'll explain this, but can you explain a little bit about, um, why someone gets, uh, you know, Charlie horses and, and why the calcium would get pulled out of tissues and stay in the bloodstream and stuff like that? Yeah. So like, uh, a Charlie horse is basically a failure of muscle cells to sustain adequate energy to stay relaxed. And we think of that as kind of backwards because we think of like, oh, it takes energy to flex a muscle, right? Yes, it does, but it also takes energy for the muscle not to 
contract, and that's why we see rigor mortis occur in a dead person when there's no more innervation of minerals the cells. to help that out. Yeah, right? they just couldn't lock up super stiff. So that is like happening to a degree within uh, any muscle that's cramping. And we'll see that happen for various energy production problems, but also one of those being a lack of calcium in those cells, uh, which is required to help maintain that uh, proper ability to contract or relax. And we'll see calcium get pulled out of tissues by uh, a few common culprits, like sugars, as well as vitamin D. Right. So what happens is... uh when sugar comes in, calcium likes to follow sugar. So it'll leave the tissue and then it'll go into the bloodstream where the sugar is and hang out there and have a good time. So when someone has a lot of calcium in their bloodstream, they tend to see a higher urine pH because the body is trying to pee out some of that calcium. It can't deal with all that um, calcium floating around in the bloodstream. And vitamin D does the same thing. Like vitamin D is very important. We need it to pull calcium out of the intestinal tract into the bloodstream. It's it's absolutely necessary. But when people take it at the insane doses that doctors are telling people to take it now, um, it, it pulls calcium not out of, only out of the uh, intestinal tract, but it pulls it out of all the tissues too. And it's like a magnet. And it holds the calcium in the blood like that. So... There's a couple reasons why that's important uh, to what we're talking about here. What are we talking about? Totally forgot. Cellulite. Right. There's reasons (laughs) it's important when we're talking about cellulite. So this is the theory that I feel is is a big player for some people. And uh, it appears that, well, there was, when I was looking for stuff on this, I, I found that there was a... Um, a study done in 2001 by Shai et al., I think, that researchers discovered that when there was high active D in the bloodstream, that it opens this calcium channel and calcium will pour into fat cells. And uh, I had some other guys that were like, you know, we, we feel like this cellulite issue is calcium in the fat cells. So I, I had heard this probably four or five years ago. And so I pay attention to it when I have clients that complain about cellulite. And their numbers almost always correspond with that to where they have all of this excess calcium floating around. And when I'm looking at this study that they did, um, their solution to that was that vitamin D went high when calcium levels were low. And to us, that makes sense because the body's just trying to pull in more calcium. So it... it uh, it absorbs more vitamin D and makes it more active because we also see that when someone has very high sugar, blood sugar, that vitamin D is almost always very low. And the medical world has really screwed this up because they look at people that have heart disease and high blood sugar and vitamin D is always low. So they're like, oh, well, you just need to have more vitamin D and then you won't have cardiovascular disease or diabetes. So we're going to cram vitamin D in you. But the reality is that since all the sugar was pulling all the calcium out of the tissues and holding it in the blood, that the body has reduced the amount of vitamin D that's going on so that it doesn't pull even more in. Mm-hmm. So, so that's kind of what we see happening. And this makes sense when we look at this study because their solution was just add more 
calcium in the, into your diet, and then vitamin D levels will come down, and you won't be pouring all this calcium into fat cells and expanding those fat cells. <coughs> but I think that we view it more as, you know, don't just just don't have so much calcium in the blood, and then the you won't have this issue. Right, and I think some people. I've known some people like mistakenly think that what they need to do is stop eating calcium if that's happening. That is not what we're saying. Right. You're going to see your blood calcium levels go up if you do that because your body needs some calcium in the blood for a lot of different It's really important for a lot of stuff. Yeah. So don't just stop. If you have like hypercalcemia in the blood, like your numbers are going to get worse if you stop eating calcium. So things like... Uh, cheese and eggs and even like boiled eggshells. Like, really, I've never done that yeah, one. Yeah, Ray Pete, like talking about boiling eggshells, letting them dry and then put them in a coffee grinder and it makes calcium carbonate, which is, I guess, the kind of calcium that you want to be. I'm going to stop trying to get them out of my scrambled in the morning. Right. I'm just going <laughs> to leave them there. Just crunch away. Yeah. But anyway, like, we would, I think, just to reemphasize what you're saying is like, the point is to try to like minimize the things that are pulling calcium out of the tissues. Because you, you want calcium in your diet, but you don't want your your tissues deplete of calcium. So things like uh, sugar and excess vitamin D supplementation create that problem, which uh, creates, like you said, the excess calcium in the fat cells. But we also see that in degraded collagen, like in cataracts, like very high calcium levels in those tissues. So when we look at cellulite, there's an intimate tie between both the fat and the collagen degradation. Right. So let's let's do this now. Let's make this in plain English okay. for people that, that we're really annoyed today. Um, so here's the perfect formula, and I see this a lot. So I'm not saying everybody that's in this situation is going to have cellulite, but this just seems to be the perfect formula is for someone to have poor digestion so that they're not able to fully break down proteins into amino acids and to rebuilding blocks. Um, they're not eating uh, foods that contain enough collagen so that they can use that to rebuild. There's a lack of vitamin C going on. And because there's a lack of digestion, they have likely gravitated towards consuming more carbohydrates than proteins because proteins are harder to digest and carbohydrates are very easy. So we see a lot where someone would just gravitate towards just eating a bunch of carbs. And of course, that's going to create weight gain from the high insulin levels. And all of those carbohydrates are going to pull calcium out of the tissue. There's going to be excess calcium floating around. So not only will they be peeing out that calcium and see the higher urine pH, but the body's going to be like, what else can I do with all this calcium? Hey, I'm going to shove it in fat cells. Here's some cellulite for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they might also be told like, oh, you're low on vitamin D because of this whole issue. So then they take more vitamin D and then it pulls more calcium. And it kind of magnifies all Yeah. That. Which also like those calcium-rich tissues cause more uh, fluid retention in general, like not just in the fat cells, but like in the interstitial space, so you'll see more inflammation and fluid retention because of that high intracellular pH. Right. So that's, and it's an easy thing for you to do. Not, you can just check your urine pH. It's very simple. And you can also look at, okay, do, you know, if you have, if you have a herpes virus, do you get cold sores a lot? Uh, do you get Charlie horse type cramps? Do you catch a flu? Like every t- if somebody calls you and, they, and they're sick, do you get sick? Um, those are all signs of having low tissue calcium. A lot of menstrual cramps are really bad. You know, those are all signs. So if that's a situation for you, then you should take steps to reduce the amount of carbs that you're eating, which means you're probably going to have to fix digestion or you won't be able to gravitate 
towards more protein, more fat, and less carbs. Mm -hmm. And you can also take steps to push calcium down into the tissues. Like what, Will Schmidt? Um, Well, you could use certain amino acids, like lysine would be a good call. Um, We've we've used fatty acids for that before, also like having it with freshly ground flaxseed or olive oil cold-pressed. Or even eating more salmon would help too, something like that. If you're too anabolic, so you'll want to confirm that that's the case. Because if you're too catabolic, which could be another contributing factor, then that step would be a bad idea. Because those fatty acids would push you further into catabolic states. So... The use of fatty acids would be useful if your urine pH is really high and you go through the digestive issues course and find out, hey, I'm way too anabolic. So you gotta you got to know that first before you try to use that tactic. But safe, safe bets would be like have bone broth soups, supplement with collagen, a whole food source of vitamin C. Those would be good kind of regardless. And the good news for you is let's say, for example that you understood anything we said today. Okay. Just just in case oh, you did. Hypothetically. Then, then um, it, it kind of makes sense. Oh, I don't have cellulite because it's some, because my mom had it. You know, which, which genetics can be a factor, but you can see that you can take steps to overcome the way that your genes are expressing themselves right now. So the good news is that no matter what situation is causing cellulite for you there's steps that you can take to improve the situation Mm -hmm. all right well we have one last question and this is actually off point it's an ask tony question from tony's blog post and it's denise from texas hi tony i'm reading your book done with being fat i'm starting chapter seven and i want to lose about 20 pounds i'm a vegetarian that lives off carbs what should i do i don't eat any seafood and now i'm leaving eggs alone because of the gases help so i think the first thing that Stop you want to do is, is yeah, just don't don't do that. <laughs> Next question. Okay, <laughs> go on. Um, no, I, but you know, surely you heard in the, earlier in the show when we talked about being vegetarian, and and you'll first need to look at why are you being a vegetarian? Are you doing it because you you think that's the healthiest choice? And if it is, then you've probably finished reading the book by now and got to the part where I really slammed the vegetarian stuff. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that helped shed some light. Also, just to say, just so people know, um, the book Done With Being Fat is pretty much the same book as Kick Your Fat in the Nuts. So you don't need to run out and read that if you've already read Kick Your Fat in the Nuts. We just made another version for the doctors and nutrition people that learn from us so that they can hand a book to their clients without saying, here, read Kick Your Fat in the Nuts. Right. <laughs> so that's what that is anyways. Um, but with if eggs are giving you a lot of gas, then you're not digesting eggs well. And eggs are pretty much the easiest animal protein to break down. So that will give you some indication that... Um, Digestion, stomach acid, maybe what? because stomach acid is breaks down proteins and bile right, so flow is fat. So yeah, yeah, and, and they both need to be there to fully digest food, and and that's one thing that I see a lot with uh, people um, that are trying to deal with these issues that come from a lack of uh, digestion is that they're not using enough HCL when they go to try and implement it. Um, you know, let's say, well, I mean, I'm using HCL and it's not, I'm still not digesting well. 
And when I asked what are they using, they said, well, I'm using one capsule. And the reality is that most humans make the equivalent to about five, maybe a little bit more capsules of 550 milligram HCL. So if you're using one capsule, and let's say that you have loaded with bacteria in your stomach, which most people who have poor digestion do, if they're lacking stomach acid, you have bacteria in your stomach because it has come in on the food that you eat and set up camp. So uh, the waste from the bacteria is very alkaline. So now this acid is even less effective. So if you're using one, it's probably like you're using negative one if you're filled with bacteria. So most people that I see that are trying to improve digestion, once they move up to five, the full dose of HCL like we teach in the free digestion course and in all of our books, um, once they move up to that, then they start to see results. And it, it sounds like Denise could probably fix digestion. And then if it was not against her beliefs, she could then try to implement some animal protein and she would be able to digest it better. Yeah, and you're not really going to succeed until that happens unless you just starve yourself. And right, you're just going off willpower, and willpower is, is never as good as we want it to be. Yeah. Because the body is screaming, hey, I'm not getting what I need. You're going to have to put something. Unless you're will and you hey. have power. Right. Yeah. So yeah, she's, she's got to focus on fixing your digestion so you can eat eggs and then reduce your carb intake in that order. Right, and, and if your goal is weight loss... Um, the digestion becomes even more important because a lot of that undigested food is just turning into toxic junk that, and some of the, some junk can get stored in fat cells and make it harder to lose weight. So it's really a priority. And so make sure you take those steps. All right. So today's show is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30 day free trial at kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And if you want to learn more about how to look at your own chemistry, you can read any of Tony's books or take the free four-week digestion course at kickitinthenuts.com, or you can head on over to Will Schmidt's page, mybodyofknowledge.net, and he's got lots of great ideas and blogs and, and exercises and all kinds of fun stuff on there. And for, for those of you who are always telling us that they really love this information and they're kind of like they want to be a coach, the coach course is coming awesome. pretty close. It's really... We've done so much. I, it like I want to take it. Yeah, it's like really yeah, awesome. So good. So that's coming pretty soon. So uh, and the protein powder. Oh yeah, it's coming. That's coming. Shipping this and the week. cookbook. We didn't even talk point. about the oh protein powder, which we put collagen in it for this very purpose. Yeah, I was so excited about it. and vitamin C. Right. So that's gonna be your decelluliter. Oh my god. Man, oh, we... you should have put that in the title. That's so like hot. That <laughs> I could have just called it the decelluliter. Uh -huh. Kick your cellulite in the nuts. Yeah. That, so. Yeah. Uh, uh, stay tuned for that. If you're not signed up for our newsletter, make sure that you're signed up. Because when the coach course opens, we're only going to be able to take registrations for short periods at a time when we do it openly. So um, make sure that you're tuned in so you know what's up. All and right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.